eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, January 9th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I'm very happy to be joined by Steve Hellwagon. A lot to get into, Steve. Let's start off by putting a bow on 2022 Ohio State season. It just feels like they blew an opportunity. They should be playing for the national championship tonight. You know, that, that Georgia game is just going to stick in our craw for a long time. I've also, Steve, never seen an Ohio State team that dealt with this many injuries during a year. Just kind of, you know, when we look back on this season, what do you think we're going to think? Well, I think that, that everything kind of went haywire with the Jackson Smith, the Jigba injury in the Notre Dame game, clear back in the first game of the season. And it took them a full half to figure out how to play offense without Jackson Smith, the Jigba. And then eventually they put Notre Dame away in that first game. And then from there, you know, it was just kind of like they dominated a bunch of, of middling to really bad teams uh, up through Penn State. Uh, they took care of business at Penn State. JT Tui Malowal had the game of his life, an out-of-body experience as it turned out, because he'd never done anything similar to that before or since. And, you know, from there, you, you get into the last three games of the season. And this is what I kind of come away with it, is that Jim Knowles, uh, yes, brought this defense a quantum leap from where it was the year before. But at the end of the year, uh, it just seemed to me that he had a, a much greater belief of what his defense was capable of than what they were actually capable of. And uh, putting guys on islands that could not be put on islands, no pass rush, uh, you know, and then going zero coverage and giving up 80-yard runs. Uh, I just I, – I don't know – I, 
some of it was 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 the ability of the players, but I'm just struck with some of these scheme decisions. The same play that got them against Michigan with uh, Cam Brown whiffing on the tackle gets them against uh, Georgia with Lathan Ransom uh, slipping and falling in coverage. I mean, why? You've got them backed up deep in their own end. Why? Why are you doing that? And I don't know that anybody's ever gotten a good answer. The targeting penalty against Georgia, I've tried for a week to get somebody at the college football playoff, the Pac-12, even the Big Ten uh, officials supervisor, Bill Carollo, to give me an answer of what exactly happened and why they picked up that flag. And that turned the whole game, obviously, there. So, yeah, one big missed opportunity is how I kind of look at this season. And in a bigger frame, four years now, of two of the best quarterbacks you're ever going to have at Ohio State, Justin Fields and C.J. Stroud, and you didn't win anything. So, you know, uh, it, it, uh, it is a little bit uh, mind-numbing when you come right down to it. Let's look ahead to 2023. I mean, obviously they're going to be good again. We'll see if they're great. Um, going to be breaking in a new quarterback, whether that's Kyle McCord or Devin Brown. Um, Jay Book on Friday's show floated the dreaded uh, maybe two-quarterback system. I don't think he was talking about, like, rotating them and just mixing Devin Brown in a little bit to use his legs, kind of like he said what Michigan did the previous year with Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy. I think you got to pick one guy and roll with them. Um, they're going to be re- replacing both offensive tackles, Paris Johnson Jr., um, Dewan Jones. We're hearing Dewan Jones, even though he, has, he hasn't officially announced yet, he will go pro. Um Hopefully Knowles can get this defense, you know, cranked up next year. Steve, look ahead to 2023, a tough schedule. How good do you think the Buckeyes will be? Yeah, I, I think it's it's going to be a, a fun year, I think. I think anytime you're breaking in a new quarterback, it, it you look at it, you just say this is the start of another new adventure. And I think that uh, C.J. Stroud came through it, you know, despite the early season loss to Oregon. And, and he was amazing last year in his first year as a starter. And, you know, there's a lot for these two young men to live up to. When you talk about Heisman finalists, four quarterbacks in a row with all apologies to Cardell Jones, but Barrett, uh, Haskins, Fields, and Stroud. I mean, this is the preeminent position in college football, you know, right now in terms of consistently being in that discussion. And so I think that um, – And Braxton you know, before that. Braxton yeah, Miller before Bra- that. Yeah, and Braxton was outstanding before that. So I think it is um, – uh, a lot to put on two young guys to say, hey, you've got to play at an all-American caliber, caliber level. And I don't think that they will need to because there are uh, skill position players all around them who are outstanding if we take at face value that Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams, uh, Dallin Hayden, Evan Pryor all be back at running back. And then the same at, at wide receiver, Julian Fleming is coming back, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Ibuka, and then whoever fills in around the edges there, Cade Stover, I believe, is coming back as well at tight end. So you find two offensive tackles, which I know you've got Josh Fryer, I believe, is going to probably be one of them, it seems like. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, – and, and maybe uh, if they're able to bring in 
you know, a, a transfer that, that can help right away, that would be awesome as well. So um, I think they're going to be just fine. Schedule's very difficult, opening with a road game at Indiana, which, you know, Indiana, you know, wasn't very good this past year, but, you know, a, a game in Indiana, you know, to open the season, you'd rather play Western Kentucky or, uh, you know, uh, Youngstown State maybe first. At Notre Dame, at Michigan at the end, these are tough games. And uh, Wisconsin and Luke Fickle. And, boy, and he's, he's got a quarterback. quarterback. Well, the last time Luke Fickle lined up with uh, Ohio State, uh, Ryan Day put a 42 to nothing on him at Cincinnati. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's burdened him to to take one out on Ohio State and Ryan Day. So it would be interesting to see uh, how that one goes, too. So three tough road games there. Uh, So – you know, let's uh, let's just uh, you know take it one day at a time. They're going to be starting class today for the winter semester. You know, Coach Mick will probably get his hands on them in a week, and uh, the winter program will be going. Then it'll be spring football, and uh, on they go. Steve, if we had it our way, we'd be in LA right now, sleeping because that'd be what five fifteen. Um, California dreaming. They were so close. They were all looking at plane flights when Ohio State was up against Georgia we're like okay we're gonna leave on the I had a round trip it was only four hundred dollars it was the doggone best bargain I've ever got in my entire life I had to cash it in it's just it's just gonna bother me for a long time they're, they're that close because that Georgia you beat Georgia you're gonna win the national title I mean nothing it's against winner's day. I, so tonight I don't even know I'm, I'm gonna watch the game obviously but oh, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna be hate watching it um <laughs> what is the line Dave what is the current line four right and now? a half it was started at 13 and a half, Georgia, obviously, and then it ticked down to 13. Now it's down to 12 and a half. I haven't looked this morning as of yesterday. I liked it better at 13 and a half, but uh, what about the over-under? Over-under. I, I, forget, I forget. I could look that up real quick. But, should uh, be a, It should be a high number because these two teams, obviously, in the semifinals, both put up huge, huge point totals. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I like uh, – <coughs> sorry, I'm struggling here. I like TCU plus the points, and, you know – over under 63 and a half, by the way. I like the over. 63 and a half. All right, there you go. I think the winner will have 40 and the loser will probably have 30. Eh, loser will probably have 30, 40, 30, something like that. I don't know. Whatever it turns out to be. But um, I do the picks every week, and I try and study the games as best as I can. And every week, TCU would come back with this three-point win, a two-point win, a one-point win, and you're like – damn, how did they beat them? You know, and it was crazy. They hit a field goal, I think, there. What was it, to beat Baylor at the end of the season or something or Kansas State, whatever, one of the games. And obviously they lost to Kansas State in the conference championship. But there was one game we were on the road, maybe at Northwestern, and we're all watching it, huddled around the TV, and they come out of nowhere to win this game. And you're like, damn, all they do is win football games. And this Max Duggan, even in defeat against Kansas State, played one of the best football games you'll ever see a quarterback play in the championship, conference championship game. And then they jump on Michigan, and they've got them down. And you're like, man, these guys are for real. Mm-hmm. And they hold on and win the game. And so, yeah, I uh, I don't know what – I mean, I, I think Georgia's great. I think Georgia's wonderful, but – I don't think Georgia's defense is all it's cracked up to be. And the Georgia reporters last week when we were there were like, man, you know, Georgia really, you know, would surprise us if Ohio State won the game. Come to find out Ohio State should have won the game 
And uh, here's Georgia now, a double-digit favorite over TCU. I, I just, I, what am I missing? Why am I, why am I, why am I know they're trying to get money on both sides, but I, I don't, and maybe no one's betting on TCU, but I, that's where I'd put my money if I, if I had a chance. And, and dare I say, you know, I've harkened back to that Alabama-Tennessee game at Tennessee where the homer Clay Travis goes, you know, it was a nine-point uh, favorite Alabama was. He goes, play the money line, play the money line on Tennessee. I'm not going to tell you to do that, but on TCU, but I'd be tempted to put a couple bucks on it or put it in a parlay because if it would somehow hit, it's going to pay big. So yeah, it, it uh, I don't know, just a thought, throw it out there. I like the over in TCU is what I would say. I was going point spread. I'd probably take Georgia. I think they're going to win this game by 13 or more. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but it, maybe it'll be a blowout. I don't know. I just, I'll be surprised if TCU keeps this um, that close for the entire game. I hope I'm wrong. I'll be rooting for the Frogs for sure. Um, all right. Before we get to basketball, I want to ask you about the Jim Harbaugh rumors. Um, what do you think is going to happen? I know you're, I'm asking you to spitball here. Obviously, you got NFL teams that are interested in him. Um, he's kind of given a uh, – I don't know. His, his statement was interesting. He said, I, I plan on being at Michigan next year, but you never know the future. It's like wow. – and I think, the, I think that's – I've pointed this out on the show a couple of times. I think this NCAA investigation right now in Michigan, which I'm not going to defend Michigan, but it is kind of funny. Like, the, you know, people are buying recruits left and right at other schools, USC, down south. They don't do anything about that. The NCAA does. Now they're going after Harbaugh. But you know what? This gives him the perfect out. He could say, listen, I want to stay at Michigan, but the NCAA is coming after me when they're, letting, they're not doing anything about people buying recruits. I wanted to stay, but I'm not going to deal with this. What yeah. do you think happen? You think – I'm kind of torn. I kind of want him to come back, so I want another shot at him. Um, but I don't know. What do you think is going to happen with Harbaugh? I think the NCAA thing's all Mickey Mouse. It doesn't sound like it's uh, much to it uh, to me. Um, you know, again, as you say, uh, you know, going after, going after, I don't know, going after something they could prove. I suppose I don't know a lot of this other stuff. You can't really prove it, but uh, I don't know. I I think that uh, in the end, he's probably back at Michigan. I think that this is all just as it was last year, posturing because they took his money away. I mean, they, they, you know, after being so underwhelming for so many years there, they cut his pay. And I think that this is all a money grab on his point. He's saying, yeah, I'll stay here. I'll coach your stupid team, but I need my $10 million a year. Like I should be making like he's earned, you know, he's put him in the playoff two years in a row now and won the big 10 and beaten Ohio state two years in a row and uh, I think he wants to get back up to whatever he was making before they clawed back all of his money. So I think that's what uh, what this is part and parcel of. So I would think at the end of the day, cooler heads will prevail and he'll be back at Michigan. I mean, it only takes one team to want him uh, to uh, to take over. I mean, could Indianapolis be that team with his history there? He was captain comeback there in the late uh, in the in the mid 90s. You know, people will remember uh, he was a hero there in Indianapolis. And uh, so, I don't know, maybe the owner wants him or maybe Carolina. I don't know. But uh, as my buddy, my buddies are texting me, the jobs are, are opening at rapid pace. I guess the, the guy, Joe Woods from the Browns, as my buddy said, didn't even make it to Starbucks this morning. He's gone. So, you know, <laughs> and rightfully so. So, yeah. Cleveland Love Browns are on the clock. Poor Lovey Smith, uh, he wins yesterday to cost uh, the Texans the number one pick, and then they fire him. <laughs> um, one year. The guy got one year. Yeah, that, the writing was on the wall there. All right, well, 
if okay, guys, if you don't like Ohio State basketball, you don't want to hear about it. It's been good seeing you guys. Dan Rubin will have you tomorrow. I'll, I'll see you Wednesday. Steve and I are going to close the search talking some OSU hoops. Man, tough week for OSU hoops. They had the Purdue game in the bag, it looked like, until they didn't. And then they lost yesterday to Maryland, leading at halftime. And Maryland goes on a huge run. Then Ohio State comes all the way back, almost. And then they still end up losing. Um, two tough losses for the Buckeyes. I still like this team overall. Hopefully they can get Zed Key back somewhat soon. Um, what do you make of this Ohio State basketball team so far, Steve? Well, I think it's a decent enough team. I just would like it better if, when they're in position to win games that they actually win them. This is now really two games that they've blown, the North Carolina game and the Purdue game. You know, those are games that you've got to win. And, my God, would those two games look great on your resume too. So, uh, you know, I look at it that those are those are two games that, that you absolutely have to win. My dog, Doc, oh. who just – he just got snipped last week, so he's kind of on the mend right now. Uh, he's a little puppy dog, yeah. He uh, he's uh, he's trying to trying to get a cameo on the show. But talking basketball, I I look at it that uh, you know this is a good enough team. They're going to be fine. They've got talent. Bryce Sensenball is the best freshman in the Big Ten, uh, one of the best freshmen in the country, and I think that uh, he's on his way. I think he's going to be a one and done type guy. Great to see Roddy Gale come in and hit a couple big shots yesterday. That's been missing. Uh, Tanner Holden is in the witness protection program somewhere, it seems. Uh, his 20 points a game for Wright State has translated to about four a game at Ohio State, and that's not nearly good enough. So uh, they got to put the pieces together, got to get Zed Key healthy. Uh, played the game yesterday without him. Uh, couldn't break the press yesterday. Had a number of turnovers, and I thought that Coach Holden was a little slow and calling the timeout to stop the run to start the second half. I mean, he waited until they went from up five to down seven or eight or whatever it was before he finally called the timeout. It was like, you know, that 14-0 run, you know, you lose, end up losing the game. Uh, I forget the final score, 80 to 73, I guess, was the final score. That was a very pivotal time in the game. They got it. They got, they fell behind by as many as 14, got it. Fought and got it back down to three, but couldn't get any closer there in the final minutes. So, um, you know, just ride with them for now. And, and I mean, it's early in the season still, early in the Big Ten season. Only four games out of 20 have been played. I think if, if they're still, you know, making these same kind of critical mistakes in a game or two or three, then, you know, you start to push the panic button and say season's going by the wayside. But the, the issue is when you give away games like this, Instead of going into the NCAA as a three or a four seed, you're going to go back in again as a six or a seven or even an eight seed. And now you're playing a two or three or a one in the second round and you're not going to make the Sweet 16 again. So, you know, you have Sweet 16 team, in my opinion, but they are not putting the pieces together. It doesn't feel like just yet. Great stuff from Steve Hellwagon. Really appreciate it, Steve. Thank you to all of our listeners and viewers. Appreciate you guys very much. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 